I hate to ask this question the way I did, but I came in the back door. Is John Lewis here yet? No. Where's John? John, you're getting shorter. <laughs> John Lewis is one of the finest people I've ever known and a great friend of mine. We, hadn't, we were invited, I was invited to speak to the Senate a couple of days ago, and, and I recognized John, who was there, and he introduced me and said some things that meant more to me than anything anybody's ever said to me. And so I said, well, I want you to come to, to my, my, my last speech, because I want to say a few things about you. Because in essence, really, John, to a much greater extent than me, but Anna and I together represent what things can change, how things can really change. If people want them to change, they're willing to do the things that let them change. And with that, on December 3rd, 2019, Georgia Republican Senator Johnny Isaacson said farewell to his colleagues by talking about his friend from the House of Representatives, Georgia Democratic Congressman John Lewis. Johnny Isaacson died two years after his Senate farewell speech on December 19, 2021. John Lewis died July 17, 2020. In this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, we'll remember Johnny Isaacson and John Lewis a bipartisan friendship. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. After Republicans lost congressional seats in the 1998 midterm elections, House Speaker Newt Gingrich faced a revolt within his Republican caucus. So he left Congress. A special election was held to fill his seat in Georgia's 6th Congressional District. The winner of that February 23, 1999 special election, Republican Johnny Isaacson. Two days after winning the race to replace Newt Gingrich, Johnny Isaacson was sworn into the House. The first speaker to welcome the new Republican from Georgia on February 25th, 1999, Democrat from Georgia, John Lewis. Mr. Speaker, I rise this morning as dean of the Georgia delegation to welcome our newest member to the House of Representatives, Johnny Isaacson won an impressive victory in Tuesday election in Georgia's 6th Congressional District. He received 65% of the vote in a crowded field of contenders. Mr. Agerson bring with him a wealth of experience, having served in both the Georgia House and Senate. Back home, Johnny has developed a reputation as a bridge builder, a man who has strong beliefs, but are also willing to work with others to get things done. I believe that trait will serve him very well here in Congress. Johnny, on behalf of all of the members of the Georgia delegation, Democrats and Republicans, we welcome you to this great institution, the People's House. We look forward to working with you to improve the lives of the people of the 6th Congressional District of Georgia and the people of the nation. Welcome. Welcome here. Work hard and enjoy yourself and have some fun as you work. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Thank you. After John Lewis made those remarks, he and Johnny Isaacson embraced. As you'll hear later on, 
they hugged again on the House floor 20 years later. Johnny Isaacson ran for a vacant Senate seat in 2004. He was elected, and for the first time in history, Republicans held both Georgia U.S. Senate seats. Nearly two years after winning his Senate race, Johnny Isaacson invoked John Lewis during Senate debate on reauthorizing the Voting Rights Act. Senator Isaacson was born in the South in 1944 and was in the fourth grade when the Supreme Court desegregated public schools in Brown versus Board of Education. Here he is speaking in support of extending the Voting Rights Act on July 20th, 2006. Still in speeches today, we hear very often about the South and historic times where wrong practices have been righted. But somehow we don't hear about the heroes that made the Voting Rights Act go from a piece of paper and a law to practical reality in the South. I am proud of the so many citizens in Georgia, black and white, urban and rural, Republican and Democrat, who over the past 41 years have made not only the letter of that law, but the spirit of that law, the spirit of our state. Not the least of which is Congressman John Lewis, a man of unquestioned character, and for any who lived during the 60s and the 50s, unquestioned courage. He and I are of different races and different political persuasions, but he is a man whose courage and conviction I honor and pay tribute to. Senator Isaacson again mentioned Representative Lewis on the Senate floor on March 11, 2015, this time to remember an iconic moment in civil rights history. Mr. President, two years ago, on the 49th, 49th anniversary of the crossing of the Edmund Pettus Bridge by a bunch of brave citizens who challenged the United States to do what was right and make voting rights equal for everybody. I walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge with Congressman John Lewis from my state. John Lewis is 75 years old this year and continues to be a leader for civil rights and for passion. This past weekend in in Selma, Alabama, he led the President of the United States, President Obama, the past President of the United States, President George W. Bush, and over 100 members of Congress across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. For us to reflect and remember on the last 50 years and what's happened in this country, where voting rights have gone from being a dream to a reality, from where equality for men and women and people of all races now exists. It would not have happened were it not for a few good men and a few good women who at their time in history responded to history's call. John Lewis was one of those people. I am proud to serve with him in the Georgia delegation to the United States Congress, and I'm proud of all that he's done to make America a better place to live. So on this year in which he celebrates his 75th anniversary, and on the 50th anniversary of the crossing of the Edmund Pettus Bridge, I pay tribute to a great citizen of Georgia, a great American, and a great humanitarian, John Lewis, the congressman from the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia. Later that same month, Representative Lewis and Senator Isaacson sat next to each other. It was at the beginning of a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing to consider Sally Yates' nomination for Deputy Attorney General. On March 24, 2015, Representative Lewis spoke first in support of Sally Yates, followed by Senator Isaacson. In this clip, you'll hear both of them back-to-back, plus then-Committee Chair Charles Grassley. Mr. Chairman and ranking members, I introduce in this committee, a true champion of justice. A true champion of what is right, what is fair, and what is just. A leader who's a woman of principle, compassion, and faith. A daughter of Atlanta, a citizen of Georgia. Ms. Sally Yates, 
who I believe will make an outstanding Deputy Attorney General of the United States. And I support her nomination. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman Lewis. Now, Senator Isaac. Thank you very much, Chairman Grassley. And I am pleased to share the dais with John Lewis, a Georgia hero and a legend of civil rights in our country. It's a pleasure to be with him. And I'm happy to wish him his 75th birthday, which is this Saturday night. Happy birthday, John. Well, thank you very much. Hope we have 75 more. I hope so, too. <laughs> hope I do, too. You know, I've had the chance in 37 years of elected office to introduce a lot of Georgians in a lot of different venues. I've never had one I looked forward to more than today in introducing Sally Quillian Yates as the president's nominee for the Deputy Attorney General of the United States of America. On August 28, 2019, Senator Isaacson announced he would resign his Senate seat for health reasons. A few years earlier, in 2015, he had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. On November 19, 2019, Georgia members of the House, where Isaacson began his congressional career, led a floor tribute to him. Even though he was a senator, Isaacson joined them that day in the House chamber, a month before his retirement. Among the speakers, John Lewis. And Representative Lewis mentioned that 1999 day when Johnny Isaacson was sworn into the House. I believe 20 years have passed since I stood on the very floor to introduce you to Congress. As you return to private life with your beloved wife, Diane, of 51 years, and your wonderful, beautiful children and grandchildren, I would like to thank you, Johnny, for your years of service. I would like to thank you for the service to our state, our nation, I wish you health and happiness and take some time to enjoy a beautiful and wonderful life in the state of Georgia. You have been very good to the people of the state of Georgia and I'm lucky enough and just blessed really to to call you a friend and a brother. Thank you so much. Madam Speaker, it is almost difficult to yield back the time when I speak of this good and great leader from the state of Georgia. Thank you, brother, for your service. I will come over and meet you, brother. And that's exactly what John Lewis does. He walks over to Senator Isaacson and, dramatically, they hug. Georgia Republican Congressman Austin Scott reacts to what just happened. Madam Speaker, I wish all of America could be here to see that. Two icons from Georgia embracing. What a wonderful sight that I think is representative of the days of the past and the days to come uh, and, and how we should uh, work together. Thank you. Thank you both so much. So much for not just for, for what you do, but for who you are. The next month, another tribute to Johnny Isaacson, this time in the Senate. And this time, it's John Lewis who goes over to the other chamber. In his own remarks that December 3rd, 2019 day, a few weeks before his departure from the Senate, Johnny Isaacson spoke at length about John Lewis. In this portion, he recalls 20 years earlier when John Lewis introduced him for that first floor speech 
after getting sworn in, just like John Lewis did. But John Lewis is one of my real heroes in life because I watched what he went through to help us see the light in the South, in my part of the South, Georgia. And he was a hero, and he was a hero to me. And when I got to Congress, one of the most proudest things I'm proud of, John introduced me to be sworn in. Vice President, the, uh, the Speaker of the House swore me in, and I was down on the podium. Let me tell you what happened that morning. The clerk said, uh, we'll now have Mr. Isaacson from Georgia who won a special election yesterday in Atlanta, Georgia, and has been declared the winner by the Secretary of State. We'd like to ask Mr. Lewis to escort him to the front. We'll give him one minute to make his acceptance speech, and we'll go back to business. I said, one minute? God, am I having practicing all these years, and I'm going to get one minute? I can't do anything in one minute. But I wasn't going to argue with the guy my first day at work. <clears throat> so I went to the back of the room with John, and John walked down the aisle on, on the house side. I was not paying a lot of attention. I said, the best thing to do is follow John. So I followed John, and when John got through introducing me, I followed him to the well, and I said thank you, everybody, and named three or four people that helped me get there, and then said, well, I'm going to work, <coughs> and I'm honored to be here. What they didn't tell me was that if you're in the House at that particular day, the mic for the people who are in Republicans was on the left. The Republicans spoke from the right. This dummy followed John, who was smart, and went to the right where he was supposed to go. I went to the left where I wasn't supposed to go. I noticed these eyeballs on the front row just going around and around. And some guy slipped up behind me after I gave my one-minute speech and said, so you're going to start this fast demonstrating what a liberal guy you are. <laughs> it's one of those voices that came over the back of my shoulder, just kind of like a, something hanging over my head. And I turned around and looked, and this other guy came up to me and said, don't pay any attention to that. Named Tom Latham, and he went on about his business. I asked somebody later in the day, what was that guy have meant to that? He said, well, the problem is you got labeled when you got elected. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you got elected to a Republican district, but they said you said nice things about Democrats. I said, is that, is that wrong to do? He said, well, we were trying to get some way to get Boehner not to appoint you to any committee, or the Speaker to not appoint you to any committee. So we heard you help write No Child Left Behind. That was how I started out in the House of Representatives. I was a Republican who was in a majority Democratic House that was unwanted. And now a bonus clip. Johnny Isaacson's Georgia Senate seat is now held by a Democrat, Raphael Warnock. Senator Warnock was elected in a special runoff election on January 5th, 2021, and was sworn in on January 20th. But Raphael Warnock spoke in the Senate well before that. April 10th, 2014, when, as senior pastor of the Ebenezer Baptist Church of Atlanta, Georgia, he opened the Senate in prayer. Grant that when we, the American people, especially those who serve in this, the people's house, are weighed by the moral balance of history, we will be found worthy. God, make us mindful that we might be found worthy. Mindful that Hubert Humphrey was correct. The moral test of government is how it treats those at the dawn of life, the children, those who are in the twilight of life, the aged, and those who are in the shadows of life, the sick, the needy, the handicapped. Oh God, make us mindful of our inextricable connections to one another and of our sacred obligation as careful stewards of this global neighborhood 
we are blessed to share. Which leads to a rare bonus bonus clip. Who sponsored Senate guest chaplain Raphael Warnock that day in 2014? Johnny Isaacson. And I'm very pleased today to introduce to the Senate the Reverend Raphael Warnock, the senior pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta as our chaplain of the day. He is a gifted author, a gifted and prolific preacher, and a great citizen of the great state of Georgia and the great city of Atlanta, and follows in the tradition of the King family at Ebenezer Baptist Church. He is the fifth pastor in the history of Ebenezer and has carried out the mission of Ebenezer with great human, great ability, and great love, and is a great pastor in our city. I'm pleased to welcome him to the United States Senate, thank him for his prayer today, and I know we'll all be blessed by his presence today. Now you go back. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder, you can do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library for Johnny Isaacson and John Lewis. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top. It's free. And you may find more bipartisan hugs. Thanks for listening, and happy searching.